Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast. I'm Tom Barbelay, and today I'd like to talk a little bit more associated with not eating, not having access to food. In these circumstances, money equals food. There's no other way to describe it. My ability to eat is based on my ability to earn. And in the second story, it was very curious, and there's a theme in the third story as well, because here was a position where I was actually working, I just wasn't getting paid for my work. After working for the research school for probably three or four years, I launched the Noble Ape CD, I launched it, and a local businessman heard about it and contacted me. He was starting up a VR centre, and he thought that this strange monkey simulation guy might be a good fit for his VR centre. I worked there pretty well through my last two years at university, and in the first year he had a co-partner who had some connection to, like, a military magazine, very similar to Jane, if people are familiar with Jane's Military Journal. And he was also putting in money for this virtual reality centre. So I acted as a consultant for him for a couple of months. I generated about $5,000 worth of work, which I did diligently. There were a variety of curious experiences, including like being locked in a room for an extended period of time and various other things. We'll talk about being locked in rooms in future short funk recordings. I've been locked in far too many rooms over my lifetime, in any case. So, here was the circumstance. I had worked for two months, I had not gotten paid, I had this money that was owed, and this went on for probably... I don't know. It went on for an extraordinary long time. This was through the period of time as well where a Malaysian, well, she was Taiwanese, but she was, you know, nationalised Malaysian, turned up on my doorstep and stayed with me for a six-month period. I was also doing university at the time, so I mustn't have been completely out of my brain. But certainly for the early part of this time, I had very limited access to food. Before the Malaysian arrived, there were months on end where I just wasn't, you know, I just didn't have access to food. I would do little things... Like, I would go to, like, a seafood market on the Sunday, and I would get discount fish, and I had all these kind of tricks to try and improve my diet. But for a period of time there, it was looking very, very dire. Now, Australia is a socialist country. I could have gone to, like, a local, you know, jobs office or what have you. I probably could have gotten extra money because I was a studying student at the time. But I didn't do any of that. I've had a long-standing view, although it was particularly strong around this period of time because I'd gone through university and been offered scholarships and refused to have scholarships because I felt that I could actually work for myself or work through these organisations to make money. But uh, I didn't go and seek out the government in order to subsidise me. I starved, basically, in order to have that experience. Very similar to Elan's, it was a reflective point in my life that I had to realise that I wasn't working hard enough or I created these stupid dependencies which had put me in this state. And this is the second point of three in these short funk recordings. Now, truth be told, I was able to get meals with various people through this period of time. It wasn't quite as dire as Elan's. I did things like I traded my internet for food which seems like a very curious equation, but I've worked very hard just through, like, instigation and analysis to get a really good internet connection, or at least 
a relatively good internet connection by Australian standards. So, you know, I had these strange things where if I paid my internet bill at the start of the month, I could guarantee at least getting four to six meals through the month from people. And I started studying again through this period of time. It was the summer vacation period, but I started studying again through this period of time too. By the time the Malaysian arrived on my doorstep, I had gotten to slightly improving circumstances. The money had been paid, so I actually had money to live on. But through the next few months, I had basically a subsistence income through this VR lab. And really that continued through the period of time until I left Australia. But I was making just enough money to survive, just enough money actually to save over this period of time as well. So once I got through this initial hiccup, which probably at most would have been two months that extended on maybe for an additional month, things got a little bit better. But this was a period of time that I certainly learnt from and aggravated my ejection from Australia quite promptly because I had very little interest of having these circumstances continue in Australia. Unfortunately, they followed me to the US. And I'll save that for the last short funk in this series. Tom Barbelay in San Jose, signing out.